Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Prairie by Naomi Brett Rourke. The little girl sat under the hoary oak tree, playing her solitary game. Carefully, she upended the top of an acorn on a leaf. She sipped imaginary tea from her oak teacup. Her little finger held out self-consciously. Abby, Abby, think on it. We're going west, all the way to Kansas and maybe further, on a wagon train. What an adventure. She placed five identical acorn teacups in a tiny circle. You sit there, she said, and you sit there. Abby, darling, let's pack your heavy coat. I've heard it can get cold on the prairie, not like here, not like Boston, where it's damp, but windy and cold and free. Next, she placed five broad leaves for plates. On each leaf, she placed several stalks of rye grass, a tiny white daisy, and a piece of bark. Here you go. There's some greens for you and bread and butter, and a piece of meat. That's good for you. Eat it up. Leaning over the handkerchief table, she upset one of the tiny place settings. Oh, you knocked your plate over. That's dear, you know. Well, here's more. She carefully placed another slab of bark and stilled herself for a moment, listening to the morning. Here you go, Mr. and Mrs. Sullivan. Here's your acreage. First thing to do is build a well, you know. Take care of those two little ladies. Sure you don't want help getting your set up? No? Well, good luck and mind those engines. She placed her index finger and her middle finger on the grass and walked them to the minuscule table. Oh, hello, Reverend. So happy you could come to tea. Please sit down. She walked them over to the far side. No, she said. Reverend, please sit at the head of the table. It is no trouble at all. A breeze blew suddenly, lifting her hair and turning over the corner of the handkerchief bringing with it a faint smell of smoke and roasting meat. So sorry, Reverend. Let me get that for you. She flicked the corner of the handkerchief with one small, perfectly formed finger. Abby, do get the Reverend another napkin. Sarah, pass the Reverend his teacup. She paused, as in the corner of her eye another piece of fabric waved in the breeze. A piece of calico, white, with small yellow flowers. Behind her, she had deliberately sat with her back to the motionless object behind. Abby, dear, Sarah, thank you for the birthday gift. Such beautiful yellow posies on the white. They're like the goldenrod flowers outside. I'll use the fabric to make two identical dresses for you girls. Won't that be cunning? Sarah, you're getting older. You can help me make the pattern and cut the lengths. And Abby, you can help me pin and hem. And make sure to get all the pins out and back in the box. We're not in Boston anymore. Pins are dear out here. And you, Papa, thank you for bringing us out west. It's so different from Boston, all sooty and smelly. She wrinkled her nose as another smell wafted by. A rich smell, not altogether pleasant. Pretty soon, girls, when the homestead is all set up, you can resume your studies. Abby, you're reading well now. Mama will start you with learning your numbers very soon. Won't that be fun? She picked up her makeshift china 
and shook the grasses, daisies, and bark to her side. She put the plates back down again and picked up a tiny purple bergamot flower for each, placing it carefully and lovingly on the side of each plate. Here's a piece of cake for you, Reverend. Sarah, get the Reverend some more tea. Abby, maybe he would like a fresh napkin. She took a slightly larger acorn cup and mimed pouring tea into one cup. What did you say, Reverend? What about the Indians? Her hand wavered as she placed the acorn teapot to her left, where it promptly fell over. It's fine, Mama. Let me prop it up, shall I? Without waiting for an answer, she leaned the teapot against the prone and lifeless arm, the curve of the white and bloodless hand. What was that noise? Who's outside? Girls, girls, go hide. Quickly now. Not a sound. That's better. She gave the inert hand a pat. Thank you, Mama. Faint voices, whinnying horses, whoops and screams. They had been there before, but now they entered her consciousness, slowly, coming up from below like the cool water that had filled the well, like the stalk of corn growing from the ground, like her father's blood coming up from the wounds in his crumpled body. Anne, get the rifle in the shells. Put that table up against the window and get down. William! She gathered her legs under her and got up as gracefully as a five-year-old could and brushed off the grass and dirt from her dress. Her pretty dress, brand new made, white with yellow flowers. She stepped carefully over the handkerchief table to turn and sit on the other side. She fluffed out her skirts as she sat, just as her mother had taught her. She gazed at the lifeless form of her sister, who until now had been behind her in the duplicate white dress, now muddy, now with red splotches like the carmine blood that dotted the silent settlement. Oh, Sarah. Mother will be so angry. You've ruined your nice dress. Her hands trembled a little more now as she reached for the acorn teacup leaning against her mother's hand. But she brought back her hand empty. She raised her head to look at the brown man astride the pinto pony. His chest was bare, and he had paint on his face and necklaces hanging from his neck. He wore feather armbands, and his hair was long and tied up with a leather band round his forehead. He carried a rifle much like her father's. He gazed at the child. Their eyes met impassively. Abby, you must stand when meeting an adult. Just because we're on the prairie, you mustn't forget your manners. She stood, and the breeze lifted her hair, whipped her white dress, and forced tears from her eyes. This has been Prairie, written by Naomi Brett Rourke. For more information about Manawaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manawaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm CB Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at CB. D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manawaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast, It eats your money and the wallet that used to house your money. It devours your books and your pens and your writing, your phone and your external hard drive. You have to try to become indifferent to possessions.